Thank you for tuning in to the Radio Bible Course and our continuing study of Paul's Epistle to the Galatians. Our scripture today is Galatians chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. Paul writes, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now, it is evident that no man is justified before God by the law, for he who through faith is righteous shall live. And that's a quote from the Old Testament, verse 12. But the law does not rest on faith, for, quote, he who does them shall live by them, end the quote. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, Paul continues, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who hangs on a tree. That in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The context here, beginning with verse 1 of chapter 3, is Paul's defense of the doctrine of justification by faith alone. He first argued from the experience of receiving the Spirit. The Galatians received the Spirit when they believed. Their faith, not their law works, resulted in the giving of the Spirit, and faith, not law works, resulted in miracles. Now, continuing in chapter 3, Paul defended justification by faith with the Old Testament example of Abraham and Rahab the harlot. He quoted from Genesis 12 and Genesis 15, proving that Abraham was declared righteous by God as a result of his faith, and that all nations would be blessed through him. In our previous session, however, we departed from Galatians to deal with James chapter 2, which seems to declare that Abraham was justified by works as well as by faith. In our study, we saw that James was writing about Abraham's proof works, or faith works, not good works, and that James did not contradict Paul's teaching found here in Galatians chapter 3. Now, we continue Paul's defense of the doctrine of salvation through faith alone as he demonstrates why the law cannot possibly save anybody. And verse 10 speaks to it directly. For as many as rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Well, that's a conclusion that everyone's under the curse because Paul knows and we know that no one has kept everything written in the book of the law. Now, it doesn't mean read the things that the law requires. It says, and do them. That's the demand of the holy law of God. That's why it curses. It demands obedience, perfect obedience. And no one in 1,500 years of history kept the law perfectly until Jesus Christ came along. One thing certain about the law, it gives no credit to anyone for trying. Many people hope to get God's approval by trying to keep the Ten Commandments. 
But there is no hope. The law is firm. The law is not concerned with the Ten Commandments only. Galatians 3.10 here refers to everything written in the book of the law. And that means the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. There are some 630 laws in the book of the law of the Old Testament. Because you and I have been taught that God gave the law, we wrongly have assumed that we can be saved by the law. And there are people who think that still today, even though they have the New Testament. Our thinking has amounted to this. If I try to keep God's law, God will look with favor on my efforts. But the law demands that we do them, not try to do them. And that calls for perfect obedience. Once a man pursues that course for righteousness, he is trapped by defeat and he comes under the curse of that good and holy law. And how good is that law? Without a doubt, it is good. It came from God. Listen to Romans 7, verse 12. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and just and good. But the problem is we aren't, and we can't fulfill what God has given and set down as his standard of righteousness. It is so good that one error causes a man to fail the complete course. It's like a math problem. If I fail to get the correct answer to a problem, my answer is wrong. It's all wrong. I don't get credit for that problem at all. Now look at what the Bible tells us that the law does. It tells us that it curses. It tells us that it stops every mouth. It makes men sin conscious. It increases the trespass. It makes sin count. And it makes sin more sinful. That's all related to many passages in the Old Testament. Where does it say that the law stops every mouth? That's Galatians 3.19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. Well, a man may think he's doing pretty well and he may be boasting about his righteousness until he looks at the law and then sees its demands and his mouth is stopped from any kind of boasting and he has no defense. He is accountable to God for any failures. It makes men sin conscious. Where does it say that? Romans 3.20 For no human being will be justified in his sight by works of the law, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. Exactly. When you read the Old Testament, you'll realize how much you failed to keep that law. You don't even try to keep most of the laws in the Old Testament. Nobody does today. There are things that you never even heard of that are in the law. Romans chapter 5 verse 20 says, The law increases the trespass. Listen to it. Law came in to increase the trespass. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. A man may have sinned in ignorance of the law, but once he sees what the law says, then the sin suddenly increases 
and he knows he is completely guilty. Now, Romans 5.13 tells us that it makes sin count. Sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. But now that God has given the law, sin does count. Do you want to be under the law and have it counted, every sin counted against you? I don't. And thank God, grace has abounded to deliver us from that law. In Romans 17, it says it makes sin more sinful. The law makes sin more sinful? Yes. Here's what it says. It was sin working death in me through what is good in order that sin might be shown to be sin and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. The law focuses a spotlight on our sins and our shortcomings, our trespasses, and it shows how terribly sinful we are when compared with the holy law of God. We might have thought that the law was given to be a blessing to us. Instead, we now have to conclude that it is as demanding, requiring perfection, as James chapter 2, verse 10 declared. What did he say? For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. Now, that's quite an indictment. If the laws under which we live today were perfectly enforced, none of us would be here. Consider speed laws for an example. Do you realize that the law misses us most of the time? We get away with violations. But if God were running government down here, we wouldn't get away with anything, If even if we went only one mile above the speed limit. Because he would see it and he would demand perfect obedience to the law. Now, returning to our text, Galatians 3.10, Paul quotes here when he says, For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. That's a quotation from Deuteronomy 27, verse 26. Consider now what Paul has done by quoting this verse. He has pointed out that those Jewish teachers of the law were bringing the Galatian Christians under a curse instead of bringing them the promised blessing through Abraham, which he discussed in verse 9. Now, that ought to turn some Galatians against those Jewish teachers. Then in verse 11, he quotes from another Old Testament verse. And the verse reads, Now it is evident that no man is justified before God by the law, for, quote, He who through faith is righteous shall live. This is quoted from Habakkuk 2, verse 4. That's the fifth book from the end of your Old Testament. And this same verse is quoted in Romans 1.17, which that priest Martin Luther discovered when reading Romans in the 16th century. Now, while that passage in Deuteronomy 27 teaches that one cannot achieve righteousness by the works of the law, Habakkuk 2.4 teaches 
that one does get it through faith. The just shall live by faith is another way of translating it. And so did Psalm 32, which Paul quotes in Romans 4, to prove that there is a righteousness obtained through faith. Does Paul teach that? Yes. In Romans chapter 4, verse 6, he writes, So also David pronounces a blessing upon the man to whom God reckons righteousness apart from works. King David, who was also a prophet, lived under the old covenant, but he did not rely on the works of the law to save him. That's obvious from that passage. Abraham, however, lived well before the law was given. But he believed God, and he was declared righteous. Paul here has been making an admirable defense of the doctrine of justification by faith alone, and he's proving here that the Old Testament taught this. So many people think that Christianity has introduced salvation by grace through faith, but we find it in the Old Testament, and that's the burden of Paul's argument here. But we're going to continue with our study of Galatians next week, and I hope you'll join us. And I hope you'll write for a free copy of our booklet on Heaven's Password. It will teach you what the Bible says about faith, how important it is, and how it is impossible to please God without faith. Write for your free copy today. Ask for the free booklet on Heaven's Password. Until next week, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means Good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.